Hi everybody, Mel here. Just a quick interlude before our episode begins. If anyone has any sound processing issues, I want to give a heads up. My microphone was in the process of dying a very slow, painful death while we recorded this. I have since then upgraded, but because of that, there are some pops and some grittiness to my sound specifically. So if that doesn't sit well with you if it, if you have a physical reaction to weird sounds like that this is your heads up I definitely apologize but without further ado in that case enjoy the show can you imagine this being your friend Melanie mommy has a little bit of alcohol I'm ready to ask questions <laughs> what kind of nightmare person what kind of nightmare person no that's not that's not a nightmare that is hilarious i genuinely love getting those messages now i'm trying to think of like one that i sent to you and then hold on i also sent you this one yo which batman would you fuck (laughs) i mean i think that's a fair question wait for it though Being a person sometimes is really hard. (laughs) You had me at... Hell no. Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And thank you for joining us on our podcast where we talk about romance movies and why we love a genre that hates us. We talk about rom-coms, dramas, erotic thrillers. If romance is central to the plot, we're talking about it, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. And this week, mm. we're back with good old Nanthony Myers. Mm, Nanthony, ugh, way to throw with- it back. Throttle it back, Nanthony Myers. Ooh, baby. Ooh, all the way to episode two. Um, We're on our 50th episode. Yay! So... We made it! We we did it! Um, (laughs) I will say, this is typically where we check in with Tiffer's pop culture osmosis. However, after last week when he was at the Kitlips of Insanity, we have not heard back from him. Yeah, we're a little concerned. We wish him well. I sent him a message like, you good, bro? And I haven't heard anything. I mean, I listen. Got, I got one weird voicemail with like a kind of a shrieking, sloshing sound. Oh, interesting. But, um, I don't know. I'm sure he's fine. You know I mean, him. yeah, he's pretty self-sufficient. I feel like he'll, he'll show up and get her done, you know? He'll, yeah, you know. But anyway, it's our 50th episode! Yay! 50! Um, very exciting. Well, I'm really excited. Allie's excited. And I'm sure Tiffer also is excited. Mm. Wherever he may be, whatever sloshing sounds and screeching may be occurring. Who knows? Mm. Who's to say? But I think I speak for all three of us when I say... We are so excited to keep doing this podcast, and we want to thank all of you listeners for supporting us and joining us on this crazy journey and, you know, sharing the podcast and interacting with us on social media. It really is. It's so much fun. And just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. I echo that statement. This has been a 
true delight over the past uh, very crazy two years. So I'm I'm just very happy that I get to do this with my friends and share it with people. So thank you, thank you to everyone who's ever listened and will continue to listen. Hopefully, what if they were like, "I'm out"? <laughs> like, yeah, this is the episode where they're like, "I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't take this no more." Every I've swam here every summer of my adult life, and every summer there she is, lotioning, oiling. I can't take this no more. So, did anyone see the Sandlot a lot when they were a child? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, continue. But aside from that, I think a treat, the treat, the fun thing, the little, the cool little fun thing that we wanted to do for all of y'all for our fiftieth episode is to talk about a movie that has such deep lore for both of us, for me and Allie. Yeah. Um, This week's film Mm -hmm. is the Nanthony Myers... Nancy Myers. Yeah, throwback to episode two. Yeah, I accidentally said Nanthony. So um, now instead of Nancy Myers, we're only going to call her Nanthony Myers. Which I think she's fine with. Because she doesn't know about it. Nanthony, um, if you're listening, just roll with it. But this but this week we did Something Has Gotta Give. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, when I, t- when I tell you I was not physically able to watch this movie sober, and I still hated it. <gasps> oh boy. I, this is a movie that I want to like. There are elements to this movie that I'm like, Okay, yeah. But it also, I don't really enjoy it. I think it's just, like, so not for me. Okay, let me tell you what I like about this. Okay, okay. I like that Nancy Myers made a movie about and for women over 40. Like, the movie features, like, a sex scene between two people who are, like, over 50. That's Mm -hmm. unheard of. And it features like a woman, a a woman who like a successful woman being appreciated for who she is being like, there's not a a bunch of comments about like. I agree that her being both of them being older is spoken about, but in a way that's and and it's like kind of charming and cute, but it's not super condescending. It's not like, oh, we should probably kill ourselves because we're not young. Um, her journey isn't, isn't, oh, I wish I were younger. The journey, something I appreciate is the journey is never, I wish I were younger or I wish this happened. It's more, but that being said, if you're not into the like Diane Keaton of it all, you're probably not going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. The amount of time she waves her arms and she's laughing. She's laughing. She's just laughing. Having a good time in a cream colored Hamptons beach house. Picking up white rocks on the beach. Um, it's if you aren't super charmed by that, I don't know if you're gonna enjoy this movie. Um, I, okay, here's what I will say I do think she and Nicholson have good chemistry. I, I don't think there's any bad performances in this. I don't think this is. I'm, I, what's frustrating is I'm not like, oh, this is a poorly made movie. I just am like, oh, this isn't anything. This isn't stuff I like. I don't like this. I don't really find this romantic. I don't know what this is. Yeah. 
and I'm I'm also annoyed that Kiki went Kiki's character goes through and we'll get to it. anyway whatever 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 let's talk about the movie sorry Melanie go no you don't have to be sorry I uh, I honestly agree with everything you said and I I watching this movie again yeah 18 years later uh-huh. I think I have a slightly different point of view on it Babe, but I agree almost, like almost 19 years later oh my god because we're 2022 now well it's actually almost exactly 18 and I'll get to oh, the reason why sorry, in a moment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good, sorry, you're good. Um, but I think part of why this movie is frustrating is, for me, it's just, it's very Anthony Myers. It's very, like, upper class, white, uptight lady learns yeah. to let loose because somebody fucks her. And These it's just... people are rich. And I'm it's sorry. just like, you know, sometimes people are uptight for certain reasons because I happen to be an uptight person. Very type A. But also, what? like... What do you mean? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? The no. person who, when we were like, maybe we should start a podcast, sent me three different spreadsheets. Sorry. Here's the thing, though. I'm grateful for that. Because if you didn't do that shit, this wouldn't have gotten done. Anyway, but continue. That, but that's why we're such a good team, is because like you're the creative one, and I'm the one who's you're like... You're creative! I, but I'm the organized... Like, I'm the organized one, right? Tiffer's got the technical yeah. skills, I have the organization skills, and you have the creative skills. Like, if we were gonna okay. bucket each other, even though all three of us can do all three of those things. Yeah. This feels very much like that scene in Juno, where they're talking about lab partners being... like what they all bring to the table as lab partners and he goes you definitely bring something to the table and Juno just goes charisma <laughs> like, that's, I feel like that's me right now <laughs> that's a, anyway, that is continue. funny sorry, no continue. no you're all good us getting off track never what um, <laughs> anyway sorry what were you gonna say okay, okay. sorry let's go back <laughs> what if we kept that in yeah we'll just rewind (laughs) so this movie i think it's just like it's typical nanthony myers where there's uh very little diversity if any there's uh a lot of white cream ivory colors there is a woman wearing turtlenecks or high-necked white or cream or oatmeal colored shirts Mm-hmm. who is learning how to be okay with something about herself, um, mm-hmm. but is extremely uptight. Like, think Cameron Diaz in The Holiday. That's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe Diane Keaton has here, except it's Diane Keaton, and I, I think she's a really, really f- fine actor. It, I feel like it f- it fits Diane Keaton's type much more. Yes, which is why Di- which is why it's so much, I think, better acted than The Holiday, because all of the actors fill their parts seamlessly. Whereas I think in the holiday, a lot of it felt forced, felt contrived. But also, I think you make a great point about seeing actual romance in people over 50. It's not like when you turn 50, you just like wither away and die. You still have a life. You still have feelings. You still have a lot of life left, actually. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I that's what I liked about it and why I was so frustrated. um, Just like, you know, thinking about this without my previous experience watching it, right? Yeah. Thinking about it just in the here and now, I'm like, this could have been so much better. That's a valid point. Here's the thing. Part of me is like, I think this is 
exactly the type of movie. This is the exact movie she Anthony Myers wanted to make. Ugh. It just doesn't fit. I think we're just probably we're not the people it's for. It's just Maybe. so not for us. Like this is not a movie. This this is not a movie for us. Like this is about some of the richest people you've ever known. She and I know we're not talking about the plot, but whatever. When have we ever? When have we ever? Okay, but like Diane Keaton has a house in the Hamptons where she likes to write her plays. Diane Keaton plays a very successful playwright. Um, Jack Nicholson owns several businesses. One he's of like a is, record company mogul. Yeah, but he, his main bigger one is a hip hop record. Uh, label. Oh, when we talk about that, that Can shit we get to that? me We'll off. get to that in a second. My favorite is when they talk about how they Googled each other to find out more about one another. And Barf. she says, you dabbled in the internet. I was like, dabbled in the internet? Well, that's What did quite, he do? Like, no disrespect to, to any older people, but that's like very much an older person's understanding they of the internet. They dabbled in the internet? Oh, that's see, That's like I saying felt... that Zark Fuckerberg dabbled in the internet. Zark fu- fuck. Did you Apparently, Zark Fuckerberg is losing money. Good. Good. I love that Take we his both alien him, ass back to Mars. Honestly, I love that we both call him Zark Fuckerberg because of a Jake and Amir sketch from like over a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. How so, are we going to get back? So, all right. So, so yeah, this movie was disappointing on a lot of levels, but but here's the kicker, okay? This is for what? listeners. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, fair warning, if you don't like hearing about menstruation or uteruses, you could just tune out now. No. I know some people don't like to hear about it, and I'm not going to necessarily talk in any, like, gross, gory detail, but just fair warning. Um, but I, okay, we've talked about this before a couple times in a lot of our earlier episodes, like kind of thinking that we would do this for like a, a milestone episode so I could finally talk about this. Yeah. I got my first period in a movie theater watching this movie. My God. In Florida on family vacation with my mom, my grandma, and my Aunt Laura. And I was wearing white khakis. <gasps> you were Diane Keaton. Wearing no. white, wearing all white is what I meant. Well, also, yeah, but I, I perioded all over them. And then we went home and my Aunt Laura, um, she has since passed on. She wasn't the nicest person to me. She always kind of hated me because I'm fat um, because she had her own issues, I think, with her own body. But she was very much like trying to make a big deal out of it. And my mom and my grandma were like, how about we don't? And let's just go home so that Melanie can like oh. go to the bathroom. Oh, babe. Um, so and this. Oh, by the way, here's the kicker. New what? Year's Eve. December 31st. This happened. What the fuck? Yep. December 31st, 2003. So it is 18 years. It's been almost exactly 18 years. Yep. Over 18 years. Holy shit. Well, I was 12 and I'm 30. So yeah. Yeah. 18 years. Wow. So. So. I was thinking because I've recently, you know, I had an IUD and I recently got it removed because the hormones were turning me into a crazy person and I just didn't feel good. I didn't feel like myself. So I got it taken out. Yeah. And I just, I mentioned this to you. I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if I got my period while watching this movie? Mm-hmm. And uh, listeners, guess what? I got my period while watching this movie. 
Yeah, I think I actually have audio because you sent me a voice message. <laughs> oh my god! What happened? Play it. Oh my god, play it. Alexa Tanzillo. I shit you not. I just got my period. This movie is cursed. Diane Keaton is cursed. Jack Nicholson is cursed. And I hate to say it, Kiki Nunu's fucking cursed. I am... First of all, this is hilarious, but also, I got my fucking period. Like, I went to go pee, bloody underwear. <laughs> this is it for me. My life, it's, I... <laughs> Listeners, I received it at, like, midnight. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, okay, I guess it was, like, closer to 10. 10 or 11. It was, yeah. like, midnight for me in new jersey but yeah i just truly how how insane is that god this movie is this movie is cursed a pox on anthony myers a pox on diane keaton and a pox on jack nicholson how dare you make me menstruate you motherfuckers how fucking dare you i don't think we should say a pox but there does seem to be some sort of for a movie about a woman post menopause this certainly has an effect on your menstruation cycle. <laughs> Truly. <sighs> we haven't even talked about this movie. Can I talk about... Okay. Basically, quick sum up. Okay. Amanda Pete has started dating, hasn't had sex yet, but is starting to date this much older man played by Jack Nicholson. Takes him down to her mother's beach house in the Hamptons. And then where they're going to have sex for the first time. They arrive. Diane Keaton, her mother... And her aunt, played by Franny McDee, Francis McDormand, um, are there. And they decide, okay, we're all just going to stay here together. France, uh, they, uh, Diane Keaton doesn't like Jack Nicholson. They don't like each other immediately. When Amanda Peaton and he are going to have sex for the first time, he has a heart attack. They go to the hospital. His doctor is none other than Kiki Nunes. Keanu Reeves. Truly like the most beautiful man Mm. anyway he has to stay nearby he ends up staying with diane keaton in her house he and amanda pete break up he and diane keaton kind of fall in love have sex he leaves she runs into him in new york with another woman even though it's like i thought they kind of broke up they kind of anyway She's very upset. She yeah. finally writes. She's been trying to write her next play. She is finally inspired and writes this play all about the experience that happened. Um, she and Keanu start dating. Amanda Pete, her daughter, uh, gets married, has a baby. Jack Nicholson starts to have another heart attack, or at least he thinks he is, realizes he's having a panic attack, and then go, spends the next six months trying to give closure to and... Uh, get some questions answered by all these women that he's been with throughout his life. And when, after he's taking care of that, he goes to visit uh, Diane Keaton in Paris for her birthday. Um, they have dinner. She's there with Kiki Nunu. She's going to propose to her. Um, they laugh. They get along. They realize they're still in love and they end up together. End of the movie. I feel barf. like I did a pretty good job. You did a great job. I just said barf because I hated this movie, but that was a I... really good plot summary. Thank you. Okay, can I say something about... Yeah. There are several lines in this movie that I found myself saying. I, for the past 24 hours, roughly... No, less than. I have been walking around my apartment going, pick up around seven? 
Why does Keanu Reeves say it like that? <sighs> I'm sure that was a directorial note. Seven? I don't know that it is. <laughs> Picking up around seven? I'm like, what? Keanu! <laughs> What? I just, it's, uh, a lot, this movie is a lot of just, Diane Keaton just, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, oh, I'm sorry. At one point, That's she says, I'm impression, sorry. That's a great impression, babe. Thank you. At one point, she says, I'm sorry, and someone says, for what? She goes, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't. <laughs> Did 24... you feel attacked by that? When I watched this, the last time I watched this, I was 25, and I felt very attacked. I also felt attacked when she's on a date with Keanu Reeves, and he says, you are so sexy. And she goes, Here's the thing, I'm not. I'm really not. And I'm like, if that ain't me on more than one date, um, which is bad. But here's the thing. That behavior I feel makes a little more sense when you're like a dingbat 25-year-old. And part mm-hmm. of me feels like I don't know that this woman needs to still be doing that, but also that's part of the character. And, uh, yeah, it's it's um, a, I think a fine it's and here's what I think because I don't think Anthony Myers is actually terrible. I think her work has some merit. Barf. She's honestly very talented, and she makes a lot of movies in an industry that um, she makes movies about particularly about and geared towards women, specifically older women, and a industry that doesn't typically do that however they right. are also exclusively about very wealthy white women and they're exactly on one hand it's kind of okay because it's like a fantasy thing but it's also like why is this the fantasy and like that's not we should probably that's something that needs to be maybe explored a little bit oh, definitely anyway. a hole in the market i agree which is why like, it, her, which is why yeah. her work to me in my mind has some merit because mm-hmm. i think she tells stories that aren't necessarily told i just i agree with you i i think there could there are other ways to tell similar stories that aren't as exclusive yeah because also a lot of this feels very like I think because it is like our parents, but it feels like I uh, some uh, some of the dialogue in this movie feels like we're stuck at a dinner with like our mom, our moms and their friends. Like yeah. at one point, Diane Keaton is like, "I'm sorry, I just I think rap is you know really misogynistic and terrible." And you know how many words can you rhyme with bitch? I'm like, okay, old. Actually, white yeah. Bitch. Um, how many words can you rhyme with bitch? Let's try. Switch. Itch. Uh, ditch. Kitch. Sitch. Which isn't technically a word, but Kim Possible Did we made say it a ditch? word. Did we say ditch? I said ditch, yeah. Eldritch terror. <laughs> um, there's a scene where they're at dinner, and Frances McDormand, her thing is that she is a professor in gender and women's studies. And, and we know that like, because she never wears a bra. But that's, that's Franny McD, though. That's just Franny D. Oh, really? I just get the vibe that she's like, I'm not wearing a bra. Oh, I thought thought that was a choice about her character. It probably was, but like, that also feels like something where Frances is like, no. (laughs) Fair. Okay, sorry. Continue. Continue. But she goes on this like kind of rant about um, like how, uh, because in the context of this, here's the thing. Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton are kind of playing versions of themselves. Well, Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton's also playing kind of like an Anthony Meyer stand-in, but like they're kind of playing versions of themselves. But the six, where this movie succeeds is when it kind of capitalizes on the skills these two people have as actors, but also the 
way the public and the movie-going audience views them. Jack Nicholson is playing a man, a much older man who has never married, who is known for just like kind of sleeping with younger women. He's sort of a Lothario. He's a bachelor, and he's celebrated for it. And in the movie, Francis McDormand has this whole monologue about how like you're celebrated for this, whereas my sister, who is also incredibly successful, maybe even younger than you, also not married, is cast out and dismissed and uh, treated poorly, which is a valid point. But it also feels a little, I don't know, it feels very of its time. Um, I thought this whole movie was contrived. I, well, it's a rom-com and that's the point of a lot of, here's the thing, I wished... It's something where it's part, I I know I've said this before, but it really, it's this movie is something where I'm like, I'm half glad it got made, but it also is a movie where I'm like, this is so not for me and so not fun to watch for me. Um, yeah. Also, can we talk about how in the course of six months, Amanda Peet's character... Meets someone, gets married, and becomes pregnant, so that by yes. the time Jack Nicholson finds her again, she's three months pregnant. Insane. Which means in, in three months... She met and married and got pregnant by someone. And as someone who is the product of a relationship where they were like, we just met, we're, we're pregnant, we're going to get married. I'm concerned. I'm nervous. But it may work out great. I we mean, don't know. Who knows? Every World relationship. Romances work all the time. Exactly. Every relationship is different. I was in, <laughs> I knew someone for six years. And <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, um, I thought. That this movie. <laughs> Thank you for giggling at that. Um, this this movie, I think, was very much not for me. But I do think there are things that could be improved. Right? I do hate this movie because it clearly, like, every time I watch it, something converges in the universe and I menstruate. So I have to yeah. stay away from this movie for the rest of my life. Right. Unless, right. actually, maybe this is my plan B. What if? What if? What if I go on a date? with some fucking jabroni and the next morning i'm like shit i gotta get plan b i should just watch something's gotta give and then i'll get my period (laughs) 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 so (laughs) so i should be grateful to anthony myers because this is a super effective form of like emergency birth control oh my god (laughs) No. Um. Okay. Sorry, um, but what I, what I was going to say before I made that gross, tasteless joke was, um, I think the issues that are tackled in this film are really interesting. I just, I don't like Anthony Meyer's style. It doesn't appeal to me. So for yeah. me, as an outsider, already and already knowing going in that I don't vibe with this style. There's a lot of barriers for me to break down to see the film for what it is, right? But I do think there's something to be said, and I think Diane Keaton's character says this, which is why she doesn't like Jack Nicholson, his name is Harry in the film, is that men who continually date younger women, right? It's like a serial thing. It's a pathological behavior for them. Think Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's because they can't successfully interact with women in their age group. Yeah, he even says, like, have you ever thought women my age don't like me? And it's like, yeah, because you behave this way. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it it ends up becoming like a chicken and egg cycle the deeper you get into that behavior, right? And so 
I think it's an important thing to address as well. Mm-hmm. And I I just hate that sex scene so much. Here's why, okay, I get the metaphor of uh, them cutting off the turtleneck because she's, um, I, I understand the metaphor of like, we truly are destroying this old way that way of life for her. She's becoming a new person. She is um, escaping the cocoon of the turtleneck, if you will. However, she's um, not turtly just, enough for the turtle club anymore. I hate you. <laughs> um, just take it off the regular way. You can just take off your turtleneck the regular way. Yeah, Diane. it's a shirt. Just take it off. It's a shirt, mama. Um, it's the bra you gotta worry about. Honestly, one time I couldn't get my own bra off and I thought, we've hit rock bottom. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all I been got there. it off. D- fellas. Uh, ladies. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I figured the pro. I figured it out. <laughs> So, but yeah, I thought uh, oh, uh, oh, everything but, in this film was just so heavy-handed. It. It's like it's like the audience but, wasn't trusted to just enjoy the film. It it I don't know if it's as heavy-handed, but it's it's I kept thinking, why don't I like this? Because I don't always hate when it's kind of heavy-handed or when it's silly or when it's contrived or like when we're having a, a when a rom-com or any movie is like here you go mm-hmm. like when they're hitting certain specific beats i don't always hate it because it could be fun sometimes that that's what's nice about a formula is the comfort of it but i was like nothing about this is really comforting to me also um okay like there's stuff where i think i should laugh and i should like it because the whole thing is that diane keaton writes this big play that's about them and and jack nicholson has a hard time with it i just want to say um raise your hand if you ever had sex with someone and then afterwards they wrote a play about it for those who cannot see because this is an audio medium Allie is raising her hand yeah it was it was never produced it has not been produced to my knowledge um Um, i I had i could say i read it it. and it was um and this is not just me defending my friend. This is me as an academic person. Um, at best, this was poorly written. Oh, it's a, it's a, oof. It was not a I great... actually graded it. I you graded did. it. I don't think I, I gave have that it photo. Yeah. I don't think I have that photo. Your, your analysis of it was wonderful. Thank you. Um, but yeah, there was a character based on me who, at the end of the play, um, gave a monologue saying she regretted having sex with him because no one else would ever be that good. Which is like... Mm, also, the character not, description mm. uh, was uh, goofy, tall. I think he may have said I was... No, it was goofy. I think I think he did say I was intelligent. Uh, occasionally irrational. Maybe a little too tall. That was the character description. <laughs> Which is like, that's I was also so a mean. I was. It was also as I was nineteen. <laughs> yeah, like it's stuff like that. Whenever I will he say, was in like his late twenties. Yeah, so not cool, uh, not cool. And also, you always get into tricky territory when you're drawing. Like, and this is not just go with me on this, okay? 
when you are writing about past uh, sexual encounters or people you've had relationships with or whatever you want to call it, it's always rocky territory and things can get very complicated. But the issue is, is that in your case, what made me so angry about mm-hmm. that whole thing is because there was no real resolution to anything in the play, right? The difference between that play and the play that Diane Keaton's character writes is that in her play, things change and it's not exactly how things happen. And she does get some sense of closure from it. She moves on. She starts dating Kiki Nunes. She's having a great time. She's enjoying the success and the catharsis. Whereas in the play that was about you... And our other that friend. Also, that was really about, also, it was really about him. It well, that's was, what like, I was going to say. Yeah, it, that's yeah. exactly where I was going with it. There's no yeah. closure. It's really just a self-aggrandizing piece of quote-unquote theater. I won't even necessarily dignify it with that term. Because it was just about his own sexual prowess and nobody grows. There's no character development. There's really no plot either. And it was poorly written to boot. It's also it's it's it reads like this weird man. I I, I haven't read it in like that a long time. Since Are you going to say manifesto? It. Because it was yeah. it was like a sexual manifesto. It was gross. it was like a manifesto of how to uh, like manipulate young women. Yeah, it was. Like there's it a was... whole monologue saying, "Let me tell you what I love about virgins." I hated um, that. I yeah. hate it. He said it was like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. No, it's like shooting dead fish in a barrel. No, it's like how do you say tying a fish to the end of your gun and pulling the trigger. That's how easy it is to sleep with. I remember that. And it's also that's such um the opposite view of like what having sex for your first time is if you have a vagina. Like most People with vaginas will tell you their first time wasn't that great. Not wonderful. Um, I love that this movie is about. I I I love that I made this about me somehow, but like this movie is about like refinding yourself in terms romantically and sexually at a later stage in their life than normally. And somehow I made it about when I lost my virginity and then a guy wrote a play about it. (laughs) But that's also like, I don't know. I feel like that's a fair parallel for you to draw because in in a way it's kind of like that for Jack Nicholson too, because the roles are kind of reversed almost in a way, right? Because he's having sex with a woman, his own age, like a mature, Mm -hmm. self-assured, successful, smart, self-assured woman who is incredibly strong and tough and not vulnerable and he's breaking from his pattern because he's had this near-death experience and he falls in love with her and he just sort of lets himself be in love with her because they're in this bubble while he's healing right and then she writes about the experience once he freaks out cuts it off and leaves um And I think that's a fair parallel for you to draw because in a way it does kind of take Jack Nicholson's virginity for sleeping with someone his own age in a way yeah that's a good one and you can also make the argument too that diane keaton is letting herself go for the first time or one of the rare she even says i do like sex yeah after they do she's like i do like sex and it's like good for you diane i'm happy for you baby yeah um yeah it's a whole thing i feel 
Okay, something I didn't enjoy in this movie. The, like, fantasy and Anthony Meyer's, like, what if this happened aspect that I do enjoy is when they uh, find... Uh, Kiki Nunu is at a farmer's market. Kiki Nunu is in the most, like, movie-for-your-mom moment of all time. Keanu Reeves enters holding flowers while Maroon 5 is playing. The soundtrack to this movie... I hated it, but I also movie, loved it. The first song we hear is Come, my lady, come, 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 my, come lady. my lady. Come, my lady, come, my lady, sugar, baby. Which is not the vibe of this film. Not at all. all. I was shocked. I was like, what's happening right now? Um, I was like, what? But it, anyway, the whole point is that there's lots of like young women, and Jack Nicholson is like, look at all these young women. I love it. Oh, wait. Um, I get why they picked that song now, though. Because Diane Keaton is like a butterfly coming out of her turtleneck cocoon. Oh, that's a valid reading of it. I was thinking more because it's hip hop and we start the <gasps> film with Jack Nicholson and Amanda Peet. And it's about making ask, asking a woman to come or making a woman come. Okay. I don't like that whole sentence was. I don't, I don't like it. Listen, I don't I like don't that why. I said it either. I don't know why there. that made me uncomfortable. Because know, but... it's because listen, not judging anyone's relationships, but like in this situation, it's gross because he's a serial dater of young women. He does this. All the it's time. not like these two and people it's... fell in love. They know that they're just going to this beach house to bone down. Yeah. And like it's implied that he's like so soulful and he is charming. It's the it's the Jack Nicholson of it all. Yeah. Where, like there is something specifically about Jack Nicholson that is very charming and interesting and like kind of charismatic. Like if I see if you see someone do an impression of Jack Nicholson, you're not like, oh. yeah, hey. But if Jack Nicholson is show, walks up with his friggin' sunglasses and is like, eh, I can't do a Jack Nicholson. Neither of us <laughs> can. But if he walks up to you and says some comment, you're going to be like, well, I guess I'm going to have a drink with Jack Nicholson. Like, you'd, you'd be like, I'm going to see where this goes. <laughs> okay, wait, quick question for you. What would Jack Nicholson have to say to you in order for you to get a drink with him and see where it goes? I don't know, honestly. I think just, like, if he were to be like, I don't know. What, what, who am I in this context? You're you. Because, like, remember, okay, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Kiki Nunu's at the end of this movie is wearing a turtleneck because he got it from... She stopped wearing turtlenecks, but he's wearing turtlenecks because she had an influence on him and they're dating and he's gonna, he, he's gonna ask her to marry him. And he's got that like early 2000s like cute boy shag haircut and it oh, looks great. Beautiful. Oh my god, he looks wonderful in this film. Um, and he's so charming in this film. Because here's the thing, he's really just there to be like, Diane Keaton, you're beautiful. I love you. Do you I find you very attractive. He's I'm there to affirm her, her, and I love that. It's wonderful. It's lovely. Um, but then he wears a scarf over his turtleneck. It's winter you're, in Paris. You're already wearing a turtleneck! The, you, the, 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 that's the scarf! That's the scarf! To the neck. It feels like a hat on a hat, but instead it's a scarf on a neck, on a turtleneck. My God. It feels weird. I just, it's seeing it, I was like, is this a fucking joke? Are you freaking dinguses? Also, I want to say another thing about this film. 
we're taking it back a little bit, but she and Jack Nicholson are talking about um, marriage or whatever. And he's like, do you ever miss being married? And she says, sometimes at night, you get lonelier at night. Um, but the solution is to sleep in the middle of the bed. And I'm like, what? Listen to me right now. I've slept alone in my bed my whole life. I don't I don't sleep in the middle. This is what you do. I have a side, and it's usually the side closest to my bedside table. But then you fall asleep, and you stretch out. Yeah. I'm usually, like, kind of diagonal at some point. Or, like, shaped like a weird, like... See, what? You don't need to sleep in the middle of the bed. That's... I'm sorry. That's someone who has never been single being like, sleep in the middle of the bed. Yeah. I don't know what voice that was. I don't know I don't what know, that was. But that works. Said. I'm going to roll with that. And I agree. I, I'm single. I don't like that. I yeah. sleep on one side of the bed. I slept on one side of it when I was single, and I do now. And I slept on one side of it when I wasn't single. Choose your side. Anyway. Melanie, was this movie romantic? No. I don't... I didn't find this movie romantic. I I wanted to. I Here's the thing. There are things I do like about this movie. Like, I like that part of it is that he goes to these other women and gives them closure and also learns about himself. He has some kind of accountability, which is nice. I agree. And he feels... And he also seems to really love this woman and, like, feel good and um, learn something about himself, which is nice. Um, I think just part of me is like, there's no real reason. I feel like Kiki Nunu's got off kind of like, Kiki Nunu's kind of just lets Diane Keaton go. That's because he loves her. Which is nice, but we like don't see Kiki Nunu's after the, anyway, I guess. We yeah, but also like, like, listen, if you really love someone and they need to not be with you or they need to go do something for themselves. An act of love is letting that person go do what they need to do. Yeah. I guess, but part of me is like, she could have just stayed with Kiki News, but I guess she's not in love with Kiki News. I don't think Which she was fine. in love with Kiki News. I don't think she was in love with Kiki also, I think she was infatuated by the fact that he was in love with her. Yeah, she likes that he likes her, but it's also, she doesn't really believe it. Like, Jack Nicholson says crazy shit to her, and she believes all of it, and she likes it, connects to it. Ugh. Kiki News says almost nothing but positive things to her, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I guess I'm well that's well, also I, I don't you know, know about that that's also a trope that that comes up a lot in romantic comedy specifically and romance in general is like it's not quite enemies to lovers or enemies to friends to lovers but it's this opposites this, attract I guess I guess it's they're not even opposites though it's that yeah. one person just continually challenges the other person in a way they don't need to be challenged because the other person's just being a straight up dick and um I really wish that I don't know if there are movies out there and right now during this rant I can't think there of any off movies. the top of my head I really want to watch a movie where people fall in love not because one person's being a dick to the other person but we have this podcast. Oh, Benny seems to agree. Did you hear that? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Well, Tiffer, if you heard Benny meow, keep that shit in. My son's got something to say. <laughs> My son. Um, but I, I feel like they are the. I don't know. I feel because like part of it is that Jack Nicholson is 
is also kind of nice to her. Here's the thing. Jack Nicholson asks her a lot of questions. Uh-huh. Um, he actively tries to get to know her. Which is nice, and I do like that aspect of, like, falling in love with someone. But um, she's so resistant to, like, all of it that part of you is like, it's okay, babe. I don't know. Um, uh, There's also a line where she he says, you're the funniest girl I ever had sex with. And out loud I went, you ain't had sex with me, buddy. Because <laughs> um, I also had... <laughs> I was also not watching this movie <laughs> So just like alone in my apartment, like, ah! like, anyway. Um, oh, there's one more thing that I have what? to bring up. And I think, <laughs> okay. During the dinner scene where okay. they are, where Frances McDormand goes on her rant about older men dating younger women, they are eating spaghetti. <gasps> And there is no gat dang sauce on the spaghetti. I can't like. Uh, there's no like. And you know why? Like a it's, white sauce. Yeah, on it's it. because like, they're all wearing fucking white. Because Anthony oh. Myers is obsessed with that. And if they had been eating any other kind of pasta sauce, it would have ruined the costuming. And I understand that there is a practical reason for it, but by God. If every person in the eat. country of Italy is not deeply, deeply incensed by the fact that you ate unflavored pasta. Unflavored pasta mongrels. like a sick bitch. What kind of... What? Play the clip where you were angry about the sauce when you ranted to me drunken Italian. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, there is a point during my drunken nights where um, I only speak in Italian. So... <laughs> Um, let me try and find it. Hold on. Allie. In questo film. Mangiano la pasta senza la salsa. Capisci? Senza la salsa. Che cazzato. Non capisco. Chi mangia la pasta senza salsa? Pasta chi non è aromatizzata. Che, che cazzato! Che cazzato fanno! Oh, sono arrabbiata! Nancy Myers, I'm coming for you, bitch. Melanie was upset about that. I was also... Ugh. I also realized during that rant that... Mm -hmm. um, the actual Italian vocabulary that I have oh my God. Oh is my not God. as extensive enough to cover how I really wanted to talk about how mad I am about that pasta. I like that the only Italian you know is basically how to like politely ask someone to protect an artifact. <laughs> um, was this movie sexy? Please, please, God, no. I, I don't feel. I did not feel it, but I also was like glad that. There's a movie where two people over 50 have sex and it's not like a joke about how it's gross. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I agree. So that's nice. But I it, I didn't watch this movie like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. Know. Um, okay. I have a fuck, Mary kill for you, though. Okay. I'm ready. In this film, Jack Nicholson, Keanu Reeves, and in a, in a small role that we haven't mentioned, John Favreau. That's right. He plays Jack Nicholson's assistant. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're killing Jack Nicholson. 
we are fucking John Favreau because it's a one-time gig and we are marrying Kiki Nunes. I think you're actually correct. Yeah. I think you're correct. I feel like that's the only correct way to look at this. Because here's the thing. As much as part of me feels like you're supposed to be like, I mean, you have to find out what it's like to have sex with Jack Nicholson. I'm like, I think I'm good, actually. I don't really want to find out because I, I hate him in this movie. I don't. Oh, in this movie, in this movie, I don't hate him. I'm just like, oh, that's like an older man. He just reminds me of like men. What, the many times I was like at the front desk of a law firm when an old man would walk in and wink at me i'd be like oh okay well, well yeah it's exactly Bye. that vibe right no matter how independent no matter how smart no matter how self-possessed you are that man will always find a way to belittle you which is why he has to go i do have a fuck mary kill though oh okay sorry go if we're talking about sorry besides the other one yeah a fuck mary kill not related to this movie yeah but oh, sort of okay because we were talking about it earlier of how I think you, you'd mentioned, you said that like a young Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You probably would have spent some time with. Mm-hmm. I have a fuck, Mary kill for like, okay, we're talking like 1970. Yeah. Right? Okay. Jack Nicholson, Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Ooh. Kill Redford, fuck Nicholson, Mary Newman. I'm here's the thing while you are probably right what would happen is I'd be so stressed around Nicholson because I'm like he would say one biting comment that would absolutely cut me and it would ruin my life I'm fucking Redford I gotta know I gotta know what that weird just that blonde hunk who's like, my favorite thing is books. I'm like, for sure. <laughs> He's like, I love movies about sad misfits. I'm like, for sure. I'm like, I <laughs> River runs through it. Uh-huh. Totally. A river They're... runs through me. No. That um, river is a dick. And I'm no. I'm gonna marry Paul Newman in okay. that scenario. Well, it's good to know we would both marry Paul Newman. Oh, you got it. That's the you only gotta. answer. You gotta. Okay, this movie. Um, Melanie, would you recommend something to kind of give? Honestly, no. I would say I no. F- there are so I many other that movies that you can watch. I would not I f- recommend this. Would you? This is not. I don't know. It, who am I recommending it to? Oh, see, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. If you think I, maybe you might vary depending on the audience, that's Well, I fair. feel like the people I would recommend it to have already seen it. Like, my aunts or something. Um, but I don't know if they'll like it. Maybe they will? I don't know. That, uh, I feel like there are other there are other Anthony Myers that I would prefer. You know it's a Anthony Myers movie that isn't really a rom-com, but frankly holds the fuck up? The Parent Trap. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap is so good. Iconic, really. And it also... uh, I think I may have mentioned this on this podcast, how uh, this was earlier in quarantine. This was like... We're talking like three months into quarantine. Mm -hmm. I had a Zoom uh, movie night with some friends, and we watched the Nancy Myers uh, Parent Trap. And Natasha Richardson walked down the stairs and I started crying. You did tell me that. You have told me that, yeah. I started crying. Um, so it's a great one. Um, 
Also, oh, so, this hold, is another thing about this movie. I part of me, because the movie wasn't even really about the relationship between mom and daughter. Part of me also wanted more of that, like, because I feel like that's where that's definitely something where I feel like Nancy Myers is strong with mm-hmm. like relationships like that. But I, I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know that I would. I think. Anyone who listens to this podcast can take from it that, like, Nancy Myers' fantasy is not necessarily something that is comforting to either of us. Yeah, if I were going to give this movie a grade, I'd give it a B- minus because it wasn't necessarily poorly made or poorly done, but I think it could have been a lot better. Um, I... I don't think I'd even give it a grade. I think it's one of those where I, you, I, I know I said this earlier, but it's one of those where I'm like, I think this is exactly the movie they wanted to make, and I don't think it's for me. Yeah, like, that's oh, fair. Because my mom, my mom liked me. this movie. My mom really, and my grandma liked this movie. So that's mm-hmm. a valid point that they they successfully made the movie they wanted to make. Honestly, if I were giving this a grade just for my own personal feelings, I would give it anything lower than an F. I'd actually, it would be expelled from school because it gave me my goddamn period twice. Honestly, that's cause for grounds for expulsion. Damn. I mean, literally, because you exposed, uh, exposed, expelled, (laughs) expelled. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I am such a fucking dummy. You're not. English you exposed, is hard. You exposed an egg <laughs> out of your <laughs> vagina. <laughs> In my 2014 Kia Sorento. <laughs> anyway, um, let's wrap it up. You a cat boy. Sorry. There's I I'm behind on Righteous Gemstones, but on the most the last episode I watched, Walton Goggins. <laughs> At one point, he's like, he's in a pet store with his kid. And he's like, you either, you know, are you into cats or are you into dogs? You gotta make a choice. And the kid walks up to the cats and he goes, oh, you a cat boy. And I can't stop saying it. I'm like alone in my apartment going, oh, you a cat boy. Like, what kind of sick weirdo. Anyway, so it's just been, you a cat boy and pick you up around seven? Seven. Seven. Um, I guess I'm just a turtleneck kind of gal. Here's the thing. Here's something you got to know. Mel and I are not turtleneck kind of gals. No. I actually Although, hate turtlenecks. They make me feel like I'm being choked, and I don't I don't dig that. Yeah, same. Although, on Forge, can I be real? I look great in a turtleneck. You do. You've got the cheekbones for it. Oh, my God. Thank you. I was not fishing for that, but thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and on, on that note, about both Another- of our disdain for turtlenecks... Um, if you also have deep disdain for turtlenecks or want to talk about Anthony Myers or your first period, if you've got a uterus, um, let us know because we would love to hear from you. Again, it's our 50th episode. We're so excited. Anything you guys want to talk about, yeah. just let us know. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HellNoCast. Um, we are being a lot better about posting and letting you guys know what movies we're watching to keep you more in the loop so you guys have some time to watch if you like to watch along with us. Yep. And uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. We post new episodes every Friday slash Saturday. 
And if you like what you hear and you want to help support the pod, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I believe you can also do the same on Spotify. But you spreading the word about the pod really helps us out. Agreed. And I, we just want to thank you for joining us on this journey. Well, I have been Allie. And I have been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille.